Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. are here today is it a great it is a great day oh yeah it is a great day is it a great day or it is a great day well if you're asking me matt i'll let you know it's a great day i got tongue-tied i didn't know if i was making a statement or asking a question i'll tell you why it's a great day why is for for myself what is we got to hang out with a few awesome youth pastors bro our life got changed today drastically Mm -hmm. it was like you know it was uh it wasn't just two guys talking youth ministry. It At was, one point uh, it, it was five, five guys. Five guys talking youth talking, ministry. Not to be confused with five guys the restaurant. No, it sounds delicious yeah, though. Yeah, it does sound um, delicious. But it was pretty cool. It was like a it was like a living podcast. Like we we're all in a room just chatting. I was taking right. notes. I wish I would record it because uh, these two have. youth pastors were out of control. Listen, they they were legit. And they've been on our podcast. They have. We will have they them have. on our podcast again. And uh hey, today we are excited. Listen, today, John, so did no you know, shout no shout out to them. Wait, do we I'm, give them a shout no, out? No, we didn't say their names. Oh, I didn't say their names. Well, I gotta give I mean, a shout I mean, out I mean, to, Jonathan, cool. <laughs> to Jonathan Jonathan Ball and Devin Galloway. They've been on our podcast before. If you missed their uh their episode with us, go back and listen to it because they are two uh, probably two of the greatest geniuses. The, the two greatest. The geniuses. two greatest geniuses. You're right in youth ministry ever. And listen on the real. It, it was. And it hey, was you know what? We got to hang out with one of their all-star youth leaders as well. And his name we was did. John. As his well. name was John as well. Yeah, and they treated cool. us to some delicious barbecue in Lafayette, Indiana. It was, it was good. It was the best. But we are also excited. Did you realize today, John? I don't know if you realize this. I'm on. I'm on change your life right now. We've hung out all day, and you're telling me now for the first time. Yeah, today. Right. Some people would say this is an unlucky number, but today is episode numero 13. You you mixed in your, I like that, yeah. numero 13. And listen, dude, I, why I think this is so fitting is because today, men and women, uh, we're going to, John's going to be sharing in a minute, and I know this is a long intro today, but John's going to be sharing uh, John's top five youth ministry must. Right. And so I think it's very fitting that today on episode 13 that you, John, yeah. get to talk, and you're probably wondering why is it, and people are listening, why is it so great that John is taking the lead on episode 13? 13 is an amazing number because 13 Go is on. the number of your jersey in our church league basketball <laughs> that's team. That's right. Which that, is great. Listen. That's the jersey that sometimes we have to mop the floor up with. <laughs> we make Once it we rain. make it rain, all the threes <laughs> in the church league <laughs> basketball. Some of y'all who may know us, you're like, what, y'all ball? Of course we ball. Well, we of ball course hard. we ball. And we, For and the we first five hard. minutes, we ball hard. Yeah, and, and then, then we can't breathe and we're and done. And then we're the cheerleaders on the side. But listen, so on the real, number 13 is his and jersey. And it's my birthday. Number September 13th. September 13th. I was getting there, man. You forgot. I know that you didn't remember. I was, I was trying it. to throw you lifeline. And September 13th <laughs> is your birthday. Right. So uh, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing. It's just the stars are aligning today. Maybe I should make it John's 13 musts. No, we don't have time for that. I'll lose count at five anyway, yeah, so that's exactly. why we have to keep it just a few. Um, hey, listen, real quick, we want to say thanks for watching. No, yeah. not watching. They're Wha- listening. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> They're right. not watching. Hey, thanks for listening. Hold on. We're going to have to I, get it together. All right. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. My mind is still <laughs> overwhelmed from hanging out with Jonathan. Literally only the beginning of our podcast, today. and you just got to get it so together. So listen, we want to say thanks for listening today. Yeah. We want to say like it, share it. Man, invite somebody to check out our podcast. Uh, leave us some comments. You can contact us at Matt at Essential Coaching. Dot US. Dot US or John at EssentialCoaching.us. Right. And, uh, hey, we're excited about the lineup for the fall. 
But today we are going to share John's top five youth ministry must. Right. I'm also, I'm going to title this uh, this podcast episode not only John's top five youth ministry must. I'm going to also entitle it John Kilavasapalooza. That's what Watch, it's going to be man, on. Now everybody knows my last name. They're going to search me and send hate mail my way no, when listen, they realize man, they that. will not do that. John Kilavasapalooza. It's about to go down. So listen, I'm going to kick right. it over to you, and you take it from here. Man, all right. So here, uh, I've. You know what? The thing is, is Matt. We work, we work hand in hand on just just about everything we do. You know, youth ministry ministry here at our church um, at Heartland in our community you gave your five last and during our last podcast which to be honest with you like when you're when you're going through them those really are like five must have things when you're really considering youth ministry which right? is why I call them Matt's top five youth yeah, ministry must ex- exactly <laughs> like they're just the must have so with that being said my I have one must. You must go listen to Matt's podcast oh, from, hey, from two weeks ago. Thanks for the so, shout out. So that's, that's number one. No, for all, I've got I've got five things that I really do. Uh, I think if you're doing youth ministry, if you're doing ministry at all, I think that these are five things that that I think that we just need to we need to look at and make them a part of of our of our everyday life. Now, some of them might shadow a little bit what we talked about during our last podcast, but the first thing I think that we need. Um, in ministry, in youth ministry, is vision. I think we need to have vision. I think that our vision needs to be not just, uh, not just though, our vision for what we want um, our Wednesday nights, our Sunday nights, our Thursday nights to look like. But I think we need to, we need to have a, a vision for what we want to see be the fruit of our ministry. I think that we need to have a vision, a vision for all that. But the most important part of our vision is we, we really need to press in and find out what is God's vision for our youth ministry. What is God's vision for our community? What is God's vision? I think that there's a lot of times, and I, I've found myself, Matt. Uh, I get, I get so in in the trenches of what we're doing that I can find myself really just focused on what I'm in right like I can find myself focused on the scenario the situations that I'm in at this moment and mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm not careful I do kind of lose sight for what I know God's vision is for this ministry yeah like the long-term vision God's vision that he has Honestly, for me in this ministry, for me in our community, and for our youth ministry in in our community, and for our students in their school, I, I think that we really need to sit back and find out what is the vision that God has for this right now. Yeah, I like um, that, man. Because youth ministry can be a dead end road if you if you're just going into every single service, every single event, and you don't have an end goal for it. And we we talked about this in one of our podcasts. Um, it's, it's simply, you know, in a way, just putting a target on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have something that we're aiming for. Um, and, and I just think that, I think that there's times that we can get caught up maybe even early on in ministry. And honestly, sometimes even if you're a seasoned vet, um, we can get really wrapped up in the right now and we can lose sight of what is it that we should be striving for. Yeah. You know, I liked it. You just alluded to something, so let me ask like a little follow-up yeah. question on that. Is having the right vision, you talked about how sometimes you get wrapped up in the right now and you miss out yeah. on the projected things. Maybe what's a few things, John, in your own life that has sometimes clouded uh, your vision for seeing like on down the road and seeing the future and everything? Yeah, I honestly, sometimes it can be conflict. 
Um, I can get we can get wrapped up in conflict. Now that conflict can come in many different forms. It can come um, it can come from situations that you're facing with your students. Um, I don't know um, about all of you that are listening right now, but I can speak for myself, and I think I can speak for Matt right now that there are situations that happen in ministry and in youth ministry where you can get you can get pulled into some pretty some pretty muddy water with families. Uh, with situations in people's lives, with with students that are going through some pretty heavy stuff, and to be honest, you can get pulled down. It feels like every moment of your life, the situation's consuming it, and, and then in a way, you're like, "How do I navigate my way out of this?" And you can get pulled to where all of your attention's going towards this conflict, and you're forgetting that you've got an entire ministry out there that we're still supposed to be leading towards where God wants them. I think that sometimes some of the stuff that can keep us from um, from chasing that vision or even realizing the vision is um is honestly is just getting comfortable um yeah that's true you know like we get comfortable in 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 how we're doing things not that that's necessarily the worst thing in the world but but sometimes um when we get comfortable that that in a way that just means that we might not be we might not be attempting to walk in the path that we're supposed to be going on. Sometimes we just, we just, we're just staying in one spot. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah I, totally I found makes that. Sense. Like, yeah. and a lot of the times, what I find is when I don't have vision, that means that means my eyes aren't pushed ahead, and I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this Wednesday looked like last Wednesday, which looked like the Wednesday a month ago, looked like a Wednesday last year. Right. You know, for for, for us, you know, and then for big events, like we do something called red carpet event. We've done that. Um, we we hit something a few years ago, and it was hard for us to distinguish one from the other. Five years. This one looked like the one five years ago, yeah. and we started to think, "What's our vision for this? Yeah, yeah, right. What do we want from right. this? Do we want it to be the same thing every year, or or do we have a vision where we want to do something?" I like it. So, dude, number one, I'm already sold. Yep. You so, get, we, you got more than this. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So, That's vision. Good. I think vision is it's really the most important thing, uh, a must that you have, and and I and I think that it quite honestly can be something that we just need to sit down and we need to pray, God, what do you want this to look like? And when we know what God wants out of this ministry, then we know what direction we're supposed to be heading and everything else that we do should fall into that vision. Um, that that sometimes this kind of ties into another thing that I think it's a must-have in ministry and it's balance. And I think that balance can come from so many different angles. Um, I think that one of the things that, um, let's just take uh, Matt, ministry in general, like let's take our student ministry in general um sometimes is there something that you say that may you would think that maybe we struggle with balancing inside our student ministry that's a great question inside of our well i'll tell you what that 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 maybe i see across the board yeah you know in a year and i've seen it in our in our student ministry and in others you know sometimes you go to a conference and like you hear a great idea yeah uh, and you're like oh man this this uh I heard at this conference this idea of ministry, and like right. you go so much there, right? And then you go to another conference, and like maybe you hear like a spiritual emphasis at yep. this conference, like oh, we need to be more spiritual, and then you swing there, and then like I, we've we found ourselves in in the 14 years we've been here that sometimes the pendulum is just swinging 
back and forth, you know, so much from one side to the other to this yep. place, and which is all of that stuff is good, but when you're not balanced, and, and that's what you're talking about, we find ourselves just kind of swinging back and forth, and so there's right. no consistency exactly. with anything we're going. I yep. think this may be some of the things I see myself struggling with sometimes. It's just how do I how do I stay? Even our conversation yep. with Jonathan and Devin today that was so phenomenal and some of the things that they said, but then bringing it back and saying, okay, how do we, how yep. does this apply to where we're at and how do we stay yep. balanced in what we're doing? Yeah, because if you don't, what happens is, is you if you pull the rug out from somebody so many times, all of a sudden they're going to get off, right? They're not going to yeah. be anywhere around yeah, you to yeah. where if, if, it's, if everything's a knee-jerk reaction – um, then all of a sudden, people are gonna get whiplash, and they're gonna they're gonna find somewhere else to go where they're not being yanked around all over the yeah. place, right? Balance is so important, and and as balance is important in that scenario, one area I feel like sometimes we we have got to, and I've got to constantly get a balance of, is um is you know balancing, uh, discipleship, and growth. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, that's good. You know, trying to balance. You know, you want to reach people you want to bring in guests you want to make this a fun exciting environment mm -hmm. you want you know maybe you want to bring different elements into your service but then you can find yourself in an element you're like wow we've grown so much numerically yeah. but we're so we're so small and we're so sh we're so like shrinked up uh -huh. in the discipleship area. I remember that you said that's so good that reminded me and you know exactly PJ I think it was maybe 8 or 9 years ago that people would come in and see us from the outside looking in and be like, dude, y'all's youth ministry is insane. Yeah. Because we were so large at that right. point. We are about a mile. One thing we said when we finally realized, we was a mile wide and about an inch deep. Exactly. And people right? would come and say, like, dude, y'all's youth ministry. And we're like, <clears throat> behind the scenes, we're like, no, like, we've got Listen, some problems. Like, that we've you got have no clue. Like, like six yeah. of those kids just cornered me last week and were cussing me out to my face <laughs> yeah. right which might happen. i mean hey if you're reaching lost people that yeah. might happen every now and then so that's good but but you know like you but and that's to say like you get you get some people that are on one end of that of that scale matt and and what happens is is it's all about growth and and there's no focus on discipleship and then but on the flip side you get yeah. some people that it's all about discipleship yeah. and i've got these seven or eight kids i'm gonna pour my whole life into them and then over the course of three four, five months, not one person new has come in and mm -hmm. heard the gospel. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, right. there's got to be balance. And I'm not saying that based off of we need to figure out the sweet spot when it comes to our, our youth group number. Because, But what I'm saying is, is we've got to figure out that we are called to do both. We are called to reach lost people, and we are called to train and equip disciples. And there needs to be balance in there. And another quick thing about balance that I think that is a must in youth ministry, and I won't hit on hit it on it hard because I know that you've spoke about it and I'm and I know that we had a podcast where Nate Yetsky spoke on it is we need to find balance in our personal life and our yeah. ministry life mm -hmm. um, we need to make sure that we are spending time with the people that we love if you're a mom or you're a dad you need to find balance and in pouring into your kids as much at, if if not more than what you're pouring into your students um, because it's we want to be effective parents. We want to be effective husbands, wives. I want to be a good son. I want to be, you know, a good brother. Um, and I also want to be a good and effective youth pastor. Yeah. Um, and to be able to find that balance, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I'm not going to be able to please everybody, but I know that I, I also don't want to let anybody down by being absent in their yeah. life. Yeah. Um, so that's it. So I think that we need to have vision. I think that we need to have Balance is um, those are two musts. I also hit it. And, number three, uh, passion. 
Boom, I love it. I think we need to have passion. I think that a must in youth ministry, if you are in youth ministry right now and you don't have passion for the students that you are in in charge of and God's called you to, you need to pray for a passion. Or right? you might need to find out you that might, that's yeah, not your passion. That's not your passion. And you, you might need, need to, to you yeah. might need to get out. We need to be passionate. Now listen, I'm not saying like that God needs to speak to you and and you know what? Like I need to, you know, he's he, I need to specifically preach to 10th graders. Listen, just because you don't enjoy a certain age does not mean that you can't be passionate towards winning people over to Christ. Come on, no, we we need to be passionate about where God has called us. Mm-hmm. And we need and the way we do that is we got to know God put me where you've called me. That doesn't mean that it's got to be easy. That does not mean that every day is going to be a breeze, but that means that we that we do need to have love and and just fire for everybody and everything that God's given us charge over. Um, if you're if if we're walking out of every youth service and we go home and every single youth service and I'm, I want to say this because there are youth services that maybe I feel this, <laughs> but if it's every youth service and you go home, you're like, yo, I might not be cut out for this. If that's every single youth service, Matt. Then we need to find out what where where God's got us passionate yeah, about. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times is if you're called, if God calls you to something, He's gonna give you a fire for it. Yeah. We need to pray for God's heart and for God's passion for these students that we have. Um, we need to we need to be there for them. I'm gonna tell you right now, one thing that I've known. What I work with kids all the way from nursery age up to eighth grade right now in different in different elements. Um, in our preschool. Um, I'm gonna tell you this, Matt. And you can probably tell this too. Even regardless, you've got three boys and they're friends. Kids can tell when you don't care about them, right? Absolutely. And they can Absolutely. tell when you're putting a mask on. Yep. Um, and and when 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 kids when we've gone through moments, Matt, um, when we're having conversation with kids and and they they've they've labeled it something in our youth ministry, right? Um, oh, they if, call it. If, they call it dad talk. They call it dad talk. Uh-huh. They know. Yeah. They know when we care about them because a dad talk is coming. Yeah. Um, and you would think that that'd be a bad thing, but it's weird. Our students love it. Yeah. Because they they know that when we're talking to them real like that and we're giving them a dad talk, it means that we care about them, we're passionate about and, them. And the dad talks are not always encouraging. I'm going to like, tell you right now, we had two dad talks yesterday, um, and neither of them were talks I would want to be on the other end of. But for some reason, they all stayed in service, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um Tell, tell them there's there's a line that our that our mentor Jeannie Mayo says. Um, it's about coaching, and I know that you've had a co- you know about when a yes. coach yeah you know yeah she always made the reference you know she always talked about it. Uh, she always told her students she she was saying she was sharing a story about a, sp- a specific student that she was speaking to, uh, and I loved what she told them. She said, "Only be nervous when my right. voice goes silent on you." Right. She says, but you know, and she, and she made the allusion yeah. to being a coach, to like being a, a, coach. A, a football coach, basketball coach. When they're on the sidelines, they're yelling at you in practice. Mm-hmm. They're yelling at you to do better. <clears throat> they're yelling at you to get the play right. 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 The only time they ever stop yelling at you is when they've basically just <clears throat> given up on you. Yep. They're like, no, nope, they're not going to get yep. it. Uh, why even yell at yeah, them? Yeah, why right? even yell at them? They're not right. listening. They're not going to get it. And so she always, you know, one thing she said is with, was in her, in, with this particular student, she said, listen, I'm about to move to the sidelines and my voice yeah. is going to be silent. Yep. And I'm gonna let you do your thing. Yeah. You know, and so yep. uh and yeah, that's something kinda like I took to heart too. And and we tell our students as well, it's like, hey, like listen, we we say the things we say not because we're mean or we wanna yep. see you cry or hurt your feelings, but because we do see the potential. We yep. do see the the 
uh, the promise inside yeah. of you, and we're trying to coach that out right. of you. You know, right? And and I'm telling you that sh- that shows passion to these students. The students know you care about them when you have hard conversations with them. I had a conversation with a young man in our student ministry the past couple weeks, and I had to sit down and talk to him. I was like, "Yo, I know, I know that you're doing th- some things that I know God's." God's pulling you out of, and you're going back into it. And I had a conversation. I was like, this conversation is going to be hard, but I want you to know I, I care about you as a person more than I care about you as, as you know, somebody that just shows up into our student ministry, somebody that just plays an instrument on our worship team. I care about you as a person more than I care about that, that thing that you do. And, and I'm telling you right now, when they know that you care, they, they stick around. Yeah, they absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. You know, they love it. The next thing, because Pat – we all understand passion, and I think we all can think of moments Listen, in our lives where we. I heard the it. passion in your voice when you started talking about it. Matter that was, fact, in the, that's actually that was a Jolly Rancher. Oh, got that was stuck a jo- in my no, yeah. no, it was passion because oh, I almost yeah. almost went and got a worship pastor and cranked up the organ behind you. Are it you was, serious? Yeah, you got fired up. I, I don't love know it. How to, I actually I don't know how to talk in front of an organ. No man, I love. I'm more it. of a good. ukulele kind of guy. <laughs> so, all right, number so, four. Number four. Uh, it's a must in, in student ministry, in youth ministry, in ministry in general. It's growth. We need growth in ministry. Yeah. We need. Wait, now, are you just saying like more people? Yep, Is that what you're talking actually, about? Actually, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're not growing numerically, you need to get out of the game. That's not what you're no, saying. Come of on. Of course, now. that's not what I'm saying. You got to ask yourself a question Are you growing? As a leader, are you growing? As a Christian, are you growing? Um, as a husband and as a wife, are you growing? As a father, as a mother, are you growing? I've I've got to ask I've got to ask myself that question because I I hate I hate to admit it sometimes, Matt. But there's moments in my life where maybe I'm growing as a leader, but I'm not growing as a Christian. I'm I'm finding myself reading good leadership material, but it doesn't mean that I've like backslidden and and I I spent every night this past weekend partying and at a bar. But I'll tell you right now, I might not be I might not be going backwards. But I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not I'm not moving forward. That's so good. Um, man. we need to grow, mm-hmm. uh, and we need again. This is another balancing, but we need to find a way to grow in all of these areas. And you mentioned it last week, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat a no, dead horse on mention this. Mention it again, man. But but listen, it, it is pointless. And I, I don't believe that God has called me to be a great father figure in these students' life. I'm a terrible father at home. If I come home exhausted and mm-hmm. I spend no time with my kids and I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. God has not called me to pour into the lives of young men and young women and young boys and young girls here at our church and go home and be a terrible husband and be lazy and not help my wife and not be a servant to my wife. God hasn't called me to do that. I need to find a way to grow in all of these areas. And one of the ways I have to do that is I need to cut things out of my life that keep me from growing. Yeah, I've got to find out what is it, what are the weeds that are in my life that I need to pluck out to where I have room to grow in all of these yeah. areas. We need to grow. I love what you said, PJ. You, you said not only just grow as a pastor or a leader, but grow as a Christ follower right. as well. Grow in our own relationship yeah. with Christ. And right. I don't know who said it. Maybe it was you because you say genius stuff like this all the time. But uh, someone someone once said that like when you when you just grow as a leader slash pastor, but you're not growing mm-hmm. as a Christ follower yourself, yeah, uh, that you become a hireling and not right. a son or daughter. Yeah, that's you know. good. That was our lead pastor. Was I that think. our lead pastor? Yeah. Said that, that was pastor, pastor Phil. Phil Man, Man, he's a genius. He's a bright dude. He is. I'm a genius. telling you right now. There. And and you know so maybe was, I think he and I know he said this one, but he said it's like 
uh, you become basically like the starving baker. Yeah, you know, exactly. That every time you go to Tim the... Tim Elmore. Tim Elmore said that one. You're yeah. right. So if you go to the Word just for a message... Give me another one. And you're not, I got nothing okay. else. That's all I got. And I'm if you sorry. go to the Word... Yeah. If you go to the Word just for a message, but you're not yep. going to the Word for your own spiritual growth, yeah. you become that starving baker that you're yeah. handing out bread, and yet you're not taking care of yourself. Right. And sadly, you know, that Listen. sometimes ends, ends, leads to the burnout right. in ministry. I'm going to tell you right now... <laughs> Isn't it hard to believe that you can have a good heart and good intentions and it can still lead you towards oh, it's hurt crazy. and destruction? Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times the reason that we find ourselves there mm -hmm. not growing is because we care so much about our other people growing. Yeah. You know no, what absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, but we, we're no good to other people. Like the starving baker illustration, what good is, a, is, is somebody that's feeding everybody else if they're starving themselves mm. to death and then they're then they get to the yeah. point where they can't provide for anybody. You know what? We've got to take care of ourselves. I need to go grab that organ real quick, I yeah, feel. Man, I feel like I might need it. It's good. Um, good stuff, dude. And, and one side note, because there's a couple more things. Like we got to find out, are we growing ourselves? Um, but also, we got to make sure, we got to balance. Again, it goes back to balance, but are our leaders growing in these areas that are underneath us? Yeah, that's are they not point. just becoming good small group leaders, Yeah, that's good. but John. are they becoming good Christians? Yeah, are they good. growing as Christians? Yep. Um, are our, our, our students in our youth ministry are, you know, not just is Mason becoming a good um, influence, but is he becoming a good Christian? Yeah, that's really good, like, man. Like, how's his personal relationship? So, I love so it. are we growing? I've got, we've got to find out growth. Are our relationships growing? You know, how is our relationship with our lead pastor? Uh -huh. How is our relationship with the other men and women that we work with? How are our relationships with our schools? Um, how are our relationships, again, with our husbands, our wives, um, our children, are our relationships growing? Do we have, do we find ourselves in constant turmoil and conflict with the people that we should be closest with, right? Very good. So we got to be growing in our relationships um, around us. And then the last thing when it comes to growth. We're um, already on number five? No, no, no. This is, this is subpart three. Oh, subpart three. Four. Four. So this man, is Roman like... numeral C <laughs> of growth, of the okay, growth gotcha. point. Go um, so you can download your notes and you can follow along, <laughs> fill in the blanks. But listen, the last thing when it comes to growth, we got to ask ourselves, are we growing? Are our relationships growing? Um, are our students growing? Are our students growing? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if we can put together a kicktail service and we have really cool small groups that have a lot of fun and they go out and they hang out once a month and they and they do stuff here once a month. Um, our worship team sounds awesome. We just we just cleaned house at Fine Arts. That's an Assemblies of God thing. Mm -hmm. We have State Fine Arts now, and and we we got our we got our church name called 54 times. Um, are our students? growing yeah right yeah. and i don't care if you got six students or 60 students or 600 students are they growing yeah how is how are their relationships yeah how is their spiritual life how uh -huh. is how are they growing as leaders how are they growing as students are they are they good at reading their bible but they're failing out of every single class like how are they growing yeah how, yeah. Are, how are they growing into good uh godly men and women my last point number five what? matt this is the number five this is, already. This Dude, is number five. This went by too so, quick. I know. It, it really, it's because I'm just making them up as we go. I don't even have notes no, here. You know, I see your notes. You're looking notes. right at them. Listen, the, this is a must of student ministry. And again, this is a podcast that we've talked about. Um, I just think this is so important. And this is an area that we are trying to figure out to find our sweet spot in. Um, there's a must in student ministry, and that's to understand we're not just ministering to students in youth ministry, but we're ministering to their parents. Um, we've got to figure out how to have a parent youth ministry relationship. 
We've like got to, we've got to figure out how to let parents understand when we're talking with your students, we're not just giving them another voice, but we're reinforcing the voice that you have in their yeah. lives. Um, there, I, I and and I want people to understand. I'm not just talking about parents that show up to church on Sunday. I'm talking about the parents that that they don't go to church anywhere. That the only church that the only Jesus that is in their house is the Jesus that our young men and young women bring home with them after our youth service. I want to figure out how can we keep parents in the loop. How can we lock arm in arm with parents? How can we make sure that if a parent is having trouble, not just with their kids, but but again, like some of these parents that we have, some of these families that we have, the only church that they know where to run to is the church that their son or their daughter goes to. And That's we good, we want them to feel safe coming to us um, because we don't even realize it sometimes, Matt, but um, we're their pastors, yeah. right? Yeah. We've gotten phone calls from from moms and from dads that are up in arms about so many different things in life, health issues, family issues, financial issues. Um, and we didn't even know it, but we're their pastors because they're, because they see the impact that, that Jesus is having on their children. Um, and we've got to figure out how can we be there as more family pastors than just youth pastors. Um, and I'm not just talking about connecting the dots from, um, a Wednesday to a Sunday morning service that's important but I'm talking about how can we how can we get Jesus to be a main point in that family's life and not just their their yeah. child's life dude I so, love that that's good stuff man so those are my five musts of the youth top ministry five musts of John Kilavos yeah or, or aka John Kilavos of Palooza yeah or it could be known as that as well yeah no that's right. what I'm titling it yeah you can title, yeah, I'm gonna that. title it that dude that was good stuff today thank you right, high cool. five it man Thanks for sharing, dog. That cool. was good. So that was good. I'm gonna have to sit out the next like three or four no, you're podcasts. Not. No, you can't do that. Like all it, right. then it won't be two guys talking youth ministry. You're right. So you gotta be here. Change so all right. Fine. Dude, thanks so much. And hey, listen, we wanna say to everyone, thanks for listening today. Thanks for checking us out. Again, listen, like it, share it, give us some feedback. You can hit us up at Matt at EssentialCoaching.us or, or John at EssentialCoaching.us. Boom, there it is. The top five youth ministry must from Mr. John, thanks for sharing today, dude. No it was problem. legit. See y'all.